Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verscher on You Found Michigan Corners, where we talk about all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism right here in the Great Lakes State. One of the greatest parts of this particular show that we're starting and that we've had so much fun with are the people that we meet along the way. But this is an old friend that's been a friend of the Michigan Business Network for quite some time and has helped us connect with a lot of major business leaders throughout the state. His name is Mike Sullivan, and he's the founder and CEO of Make the Turn Marketing. So, Mike, welcome. Vic, great to talk to you as always. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's always good to talk to you. You are so enthusiastic and you just get into everything you do and nothing is small in your world. You take on all the big stuff and do some great things with it. And that's why I thought having you on Michigan Corners would be such a great thing for us to get together on because you've got a little thing that's not so little anymore called the Metro Detroit Golfers. So tell me about that. Yeah, Vic, absolutely. So I appreciate that. Metro Detroit Golfers, ironically enough, we started it really at the beginning to midpoint of the pandemic when that unfortunately started. So to be honest with you, Vic, one of the reasons why we started Metro Detroit Golfers was just trying to digitize the golf audience in Michigan, so to speak. I think that generally speaking, people really have no idea and don't even realize that Michigan's the third biggest golf state in terms of total golf courses per state. And it's a cold weather state. You know, I had no idea, Mike. That's incredible. I mean, when you think yeah. about, you know, all of the other states, of course, there's a huge landmass, but you're saying the third most golf courses in the country. Correct. Michigan is the state with the third most golf courses incredible. in the country. Florida has the most, then California, then Michigan. With so eight months we season. really, <laughs> yeah, I know it is crazy for sure, Vic. And we really, I think, just tried to tap in and really identify an appetite and a need for more people to really talk golf. And really, at the time we launched it, there was a lot of discussion in the state at the beginning of COVID. As I'm sure you recall, golf courses were shut down. People were wondering, can we golf? Can we not golf? Can we take a cart? Can we, you know, et cetera. So we launched it, I think, at a time when there was so much buzz and questions about the game of golf. And coupling that with, again, the overall demand and appetite for golf in Michigan, as we were kind of entering an even more so digital economy when COVID started, really led to some huge growth. And we're up to about 55,000 total members now across all of our channels. Wow. That's amazing to have that kind of interest. But, you know, golf is interesting to me because it fits the gambit of all kinds of levels of interest. So it goes from the casual hacker to people that are really dynamically competitive and are trying to hone their skills to others that have dreams of doing special things with their game. So you really have a pretty broad audience of people that you can tap into. It's a huge audience, Vic, and it really is, continues to grow, and you're absolutely right. The serious golfer versus the casual golfer and, you know, even how many outings are played, how big of a business sport golf is, of course, with taking clients out and playing in various corporate charity outings and things like that. But I think, Vic, it even expands more than the type of person, so to speak. It expands across a lifetime, and it's a sport of a lifetime. It's a sport that I personally played when I was five years old and I remember playing with my grandfather you know he's no longer with us but it's something like that where guess what when I'm retired one day I will literally play golf with my grandkids one day and it's very very unique I think to have a sport that can be the sport of a lifetime so to speak that you can play when you're five years old and you can play when you're 85 years old it's really special well Mike you're hitting me with a sledgehammer right now I'm a die on my sword right here I remember in high school I would make fun, frankly, of the golf team. 
I'm the big football guy, right? I'm a football captain. I love football. It's my life. Right. And I got, at this point in time, bad bag. And the only thing that's amazing to me is all those golfers are now having the time of their life doing exactly what you said, living a lifetime of a sport that they honed and perfected and got good at as a young person and now are having it for generations to come. So, man, shame on me. I'm confessing, (laughs) Father. So I want to make sure that we're all clear on this. But, man, Mike, I think that's so great in some of the things you're doing right here in Southeast Michigan. And when you say Metro Detroit golfers, so tell me about why that name. What makes that the focus? Yeah, well, and Vic, we've actually expanded and have some partners out in West Michigan now that we've expanded to as well. But really, you know, of course, someone like myself being from here and from Metro Detroit my whole life, from Southeast Michigan, we really viewed it as we need to win at home first in terms of the golf audience. As you know, Southeast Michigan is population-wise the biggest part of the state. You know, there's a ton of people down here. And really what we noticed as well is that, sure, it's called Metro Detroit Golfers, but for all intents and purposes, you know, We don't necessarily need to have a northern Michigan golfers because everyone from southeast Michigan goes up north. Everyone travels (laughs) around the state. There's such a population area here in southeast Michigan. It's different than a place like Ohio where you have huge different population pockets of Cincinnati and Cleveland and Columbus and Toledo and all these different areas. Southeast Michigan is such a huge pocket of population where our folks will travel all over the state to play. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's so exciting to see how that, and I couldn't agree with you more. So many of those wonderful fanatics and our golf supporters in Southeast Michigan are going all over the state to enjoy the sport. So it's really kind of exciting to see that. And you know, Mike, it's exciting to have you here on the show. We're so glad you took time to be with us on Michigan Corners. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and we found Mike Sullivan, and you found Michigan Corners, right here where we talk about all things, meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. And of course, Mike Sullivan is the founder and CEO of Make the Turn Marketing, which is a fantastic marketing organization doing wonderful things in the state. But he also has a big passion for what he's doing with the Metro Detroit golfers. And so, Mike, in our first segment, we kind of laid the groundwork of what we talked about in terms of what this is all about. But, you know, I wonder, you've got quite a perspective on the sport. So are you feeling a sense of there's some new trends or are you feeling there's some danger zones that we need to be concerned about with golf? Give me the state of the sport and what you're thinking. Sure. No, and Vic, it's a great question. I think that the golf industry is absolutely booming right now. And there's statistic after statistic we can point to with that. I think that, you know, COVID was such a bad thing and it was terrible for so many people. And of course, we sympathize with everything that's gone on the past few years. But 
strictly speaking, Vic, from a golf perspective, golf has been booming since COVID. And I think that, if anything, COVID helped the game of golf. It was an outdoor sport that people could play, that people could really get into and do so safely. You know, TaylorMade's done a lot of studies. Upwards of 10 million people since COVID have either joined the game of golf or gotten back into the game of golf. Another one I think that's fascinating is the golf industry itself has now had eight straight years with more than 2 million beginners with the past two years specifically being over 3 million beginners, you know, per year. And that was prior record to that. You have to go all the way back to 2000 when the Tiger Woods boom kind of took over. (laughs) So it literally, Vic, from a pure beginner standpoint, when I say beginners, I mean a lot of youth, which is great. A lot of women are getting into the game of golf, which is great. But from a pure getting more people into the game perspective, since COVID, The last time we saw anything like this in terms of that boom and number of people getting into the game of golf was when Tiger Woods came on the scene. And of course, you remember that that whole boom. But lately, Vic, it really the past few years has been a huge expansion for beginners getting into the game of golf. Well, and so let me just take a moment to clarify what those beginners look like. Do we have any feel for are those beginners mothers and daughters? Are they young people coming into the sport? Are they 30-year-olds that now finally their little kids raised and they're entering a little more free time? Anything that's notable? Great question, Vic. So actually, and I have the numbers on that, when you look at the percentage breakdown of those new golfers that we just mentioned, so... The percentage of the beginner golfers, 37% are junior golfers, younger kids. 36% are going to be females. And then another 44%, I know this is kind of, I guess, interesting breakdown, but off-course participants as well. So there's some blending of the lines there too. But overall, we've seen a real good mix of the female golfers and the beginner golfers contributing to a huge portion of the new golfers. And as I mentioned, a lot of the off-course participants, what I mean by that, the casual golf, maybe a social golf, or maybe someone tuning in on TV, which of course can combine those lines of women and female and kids, has been huge as well. Well, and you mentioned women in golf quite a little bit, and I think it's really kind of funny because You know, again, the football head out there on the golf course, that's me. And I'm kind of a big guy, so when I think I'm muscling the ball and all that stuff, man, there are some women that can just tag that ball and play a great game way better than I ever imagined. And I know certain strength has some things to do with it, but man, so much of it is just the athleticism of the individual and how well they can do. Don't you agree? I mean, I've been pretty impressed with some of the ladies that I know that can hit the ball. Yeah, absolutely, Vic. And, you know, I'm totally with you. You know, I played football growing up and in high school, and I agree. It wasn't really cool, so to speak, to play golf. Then later in life it is. But, you know, I was someone who had a chance to play as a kid and then kind of got away from it in high school, you know, with other sports. But you're absolutely right. There are a lot of women who can really hit the ball, who are really getting into it. And, You know, even when you look at the breakdown on junior golfers and speaking directly to girls and women getting into the game, more than one third, 36% of today's juniors are girls, and that's compared to 15% that were girls in the year 2000. So we've really seen an increase in, you know, girls and women getting into the game of golf, and I think it's great, and really just an opportunity to grow the game even further with all on-course female golfers, and of course the off-course as well, whether that's top golf, X-golf, etc., but really just awesome to see how many, you know, millions and millions of new golfers and female golfers that have gotten into it. Well, and I've only got about a minute left on this segment, but we're talking trends. Tell me, I've Mm -hmm. seen a new Segway golf cart. 
where the golf clubs are on the uh, little segway. You have right. any reactions to that? Yeah, where it follows you around almost like a caddy. That's become huge. Also, the motorcycle golf carts, where it's just a solo riding on a de facto motorcycle, so to speak. You put your clubs on the back. Those have become huge. So, yeah, a lot's been going on with that. So, all of those things, in a way, to attract a lot of different people into the sport and have them enjoy it. And I have to tell you, when you've been cooped up all winter in Michigan, and it's a spring day, and it hits about 73 degrees, sunny, and you're on a golf course... You are kissed by God right there. It's good right. stuff. So, hey, it's good stuff to have you with us, Mike. We're so glad you joined us. So glad you tuned into the Michigan Business Network. This is the Michigan Corners. We'll be right back. Place keeps changing, and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. Michigan Corners, and we found Mike Sullivan. He's the founder and CEO of Make the Turn Marketing right here on the Michigan Business Network. We love on the Michigan Corners to talk about all things meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. And one of the things that I think is so important and why this show to me is important is the issue of trying to find economic impacts, ways that we can bring enrich communities and really inspire people, the 10 million people that live here, to really come and enjoy what a great state we've got. And so when I think about that, Mike, tell me, we're the third most golf courses in the country. We have some amazing waterfront yep. vistas and courses that are incredible. We absolutely take don't have to apologize to anybody. Tell me, do you think we get our fair share of professional events in terms of pro golf opportunities? I think, Vic, that it's a great question. I don't think that Michigan gets as much credit as it deserves for the quality of golf overall in the state and for the passion of golf and just really how big it is. I mean, even if you look at just basic numbers from the National Golf Foundation, you know, Golf rounds played in 2021 were up 5.5%. They were up even slightly more than Michigan, 5.6%, but rate just a little higher than national average. But professional-wise, Vic, I think it's been great to see the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you know, a PGA Tour event yeah. come to Detroit the past four years. And the fact that the tour came back here after being up at Grand Blanc and Warwick Hills for the Buick Open for so many years, I think it's been fantastic. We've seen great crowds out there at Detroit Golf. There's a senior tour PGA event up at Warwick Hills now, the Ally Challenge. And really, I think it's just been great to have all three aspects of professional tour level golf in Michigan, having an LPGA event here every year, having a PGA tour event here every year, and having a senior tour event here every year has really been awesome. So I think that it's been cool to see 
that level of professional golf kind of come back to Michigan. And obviously, we'll be looking forward to, you know, a decade from now when Oakland Hills gets to host the U.S. Open, which will be such a huge golf spectacle to host a major once again here in Michigan. You bet. Well, you know, dropping names here. When they had the LPGA up in Lansing area, I had the privilege of being in the Pro-Am yeah. up here, and that was fun. Christy Kerr was one of our partners one year, and Dina Makapani was another partner. It was really exciting to see the crowds turn out and kind of how it lifted the city. And I wonder, for anybody that's never been to an event like that, any tips in your mind? I mean, yeah. thoughts that you have about participating in something like that? Yeah. And Vic, I say this very fortunately and very humbly. You know, I've had to have the privilege with what I do, you know, to attend a lot of these golf events. This past year, I've been to the Ryder Cup. I've been to the Masters. I've been to the, you know, Waste Management Open out in Scottsdale. And of course, been to the Rocket Classic here in Michigan. So I really have been fortunate to attend a ton of these professional events. And really, I would just say to someone, if you haven't attended one before, you know, really just get there early and take it all in and don't be afraid to walk the course. You know, it's going to be a lot of walking, sure, but you get a chance to see these guys up close and ladies up close and really just, it's remarkable how far they hit the ball, how accurate they are. And if anything, Vic, I think one of the hidden secrets in terms of recommendations that I would give people is I know that everyone wants to go on Sunday and Saturday and the weekend and tournament play and walk around, but some of the best experiences you can get at a professional tournament are during the practice rounds on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when there aren't as many people there you can get up close the players are more relaxed and you can really just have an incredible watching experience of these guys practicing and being a little more casual even it can be a tremendous opportunity to take the kids or take some friends out there and go to one of these practice rounds not only is it perhaps more watchable from a crowd standpoint, but it also can be more affordable for people too. So I would give that piece of advice who's thinking about going to an event. I think that when I went down to the Players' Championship this year at TPC Sawgrass in Florida, it was some of the best golf experiences I had was on Tuesday, Wednesday practice rounds. So that's something to keep in mind. Right. Well, you know, I just love that your point about they don't quite have their game face on, which allows you in an unprecedented way to get close to a sport and the legends of the sport and see them maybe in their personal highlights rather than, you know, day when millions of people are tuned in and watching. And and just a fun story. I remember, I think I've established I'm a terrible golfer, but I was in this pro-am and I was spraying the ball all over and I just whacked one that took a left-hand turn and went about two or three holes over, I think. And I had to duck under the rope lines to go pick them up so I could go get my ball. So here I am a couple holes over. I bend down, grab my golf ball, and here's the entourage of the other team coming up. They got the sign who it is and everything else. And the other pro was right there on top of me. And I picked up my ball and I said, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, but my pro shanked her ball. She asked me if I'd come and get it. <laughs> and so we get, told that, that to my pro. She was not very happy with that, but uh, it's the kind of fun stuff you can get with golf. I always love the idea, and I think maybe you've seen them too, those golfers that maybe take things too serious. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, my gosh, it's a sunny day. I'm on the green side of the grass. I've got a nice cold beverage. Man, this is a blessing. How on earth can you be in that kind of a bad mood? (laughs) Vic, I talk about it all the time. It really is incredible how serious those guys take every single shot. And look, (laughs) you know, when you do the math on it, there's tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You could break it down on the line every single shot for those guys. So I understand it to a certain extent. But even, Vic, on an amateur level, you know, I encourage people to please, you know, go outside and play golf and don't take yourself too seriously. Don't be too tight. 
just go out and have fun. And as you alluded to, Vic, you know, one of my favorite parts about golf, in addition to what we talked about earlier with it being the sport of a lifetime, one of my favorite parts about golf is just that, you know, you have a chance to be outside, beautiful weather, hanging out with your friends, having some beverages, maybe, you know, having some wager games on the line and just really enjoying the day. And at the end of the day, no one cares what you shoot. You know, everyone wants to just go out there and have fun and have a good positive attitude and enjoy it. That's right. Enjoy the game. Well, we're enjoying having you here, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back after these messages. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Michigan Business Network. This is the Michigan Corners. All things, meetings, events, festivals, and tourism in the Great Lakes State. And we have somebody here that's a powerhouse for Great Lakes State. It's Mike Sullivan. He's the founder and CEO of Make the Turn Marketing. And of course, he also is the leader of the Metro Detroit Golfers. And so, Mike, again, when you talk about the platforms, if somebody wanted to join the Metro Detroit Golfers, there's not a membership fee, right? Correct. Well, we do have some opportunity if people want to join our tour card membership to perhaps get some discounts on golf courses, some private course events, things like that. But overall, Vic, it is a completely free opportunity to join our community. would encourage people to visit MetroDetroitGolfers.com as well as just go on your social platform of choice and give us a quick search, whether it's Instagram. Certainly our Facebook group is up to over 30,000 members now. So if you search Metro Detroit Golfers on your favorite social platform, you'll also find it as well. But again, would also just encourage people to check out MetroDetroitGolfers.com. Well, that's so cool. And I think it's just such a great way to get everybody connected and anybody that's excited about the sport. And frankly, I got to believe you've only scratched the surface. Those are impressive numbers. But I just know there's a lot more people out there that love golf and want to be a part of the conversation that you're carrying on in terms of perpetuating the sport and making it something fun for all. And speaking of fun for all, I wanted to make sure that I guess I get your professional thoughts on this. I have some limited experience with Top Golf. And I think it's kind of an interesting concept because it marries two of my favorite things, golf and beverage and food. (laughs) So it was one of those things where like, wow, sign me up for this. It's kind of high-tech bowling alley with a club. So I had a lot of fun with it. But tell me your thoughts on it. I think it's great, Vic. You know, obviously, I'm a big proponent of I follow serious golf and tour golf and high-level amateur golf. I'm all for, you know, following that level of serious golf. But I'm also a huge proponent of casual golf. And, you know, look. We're not all going to be on tour one day, and golf can really be enjoyed with in a casual atmosphere. I think that what Top Golf has done is it's really allowed people to experience golf in some way, frankly, without needing to have any experience with golf. You can go out there to Top Golf, and if you're someone who's never played before, you can swing the club a little bit. You can, I'm sure, with how it is, you know, find a way to get one of your shots or a few of your shots into one of the targets. And like you just said, it's an opportunity to 
have a social setting, a casual setting, and really just a fun setting with drinks and food and people to enjoy themselves. I think it's a great way, Vic, to just do something different as well. While there are, of course, so many different entertainment options out there, I think it is something different that came up and where people, instead of going just to dinner or going for a bike ride or going to the bowling alley, right, they can go to a top golf now and introduce people to the game and still, without having to be a good golfer at all, you know, go there and really enjoy themselves and have some fun. So I think it's been really positive from a standpoint of just that social, casual level of bringing people into the game. And look, I do know people as well, Vic, that with how it is, with it being heated, and some people prefer to to see the ball, you know, as opposed to hitting against the screen, so to speak. I do know people that also will go there, especially in the winter, and just be able to just hit their own clubs and hit some wedges and just stay fresh. So I can see that level of, you know, both serious golfer and more so just a casual golfer enjoy it. Yeah, it's interesting. I've seen some of my younger uh, friends take their own clubs and go out there and just bang them against the back wall. I'm like, oh, right. my word, <laughs> that's a strong hit, you know. So it's kind of fun to watch people no matter what their skill level is. And what a fun thing. And the thing with Top Golf, I think that's kind of interesting, is it truly is welcoming to everybody because right. I think you'd agree if I'm not a golfer and somebody wants me to go golf, and, man, that nine sure. holes, 18 holes, that's going to be one long day if I really am bad at this. Yeah, Vic, and I think it, it's something that, you know, the sport needs to and has been, you know, working on in terms of being more welcoming and friendly, of course. You know, golf can be very intimidating to people who are beginners who haven't really played. And you're right, that is a very welcoming environment where I've, you know, been out there with friends before who can't even, you know, maybe it's some wives or girlfriends or just some, you know, gentlemen who haven't played golf, really, who are kind of struggling to even hit the ball and they're kind of laughing themselves and just having fun you know it is that setting where we're not out there you know hey let's hit a perfect draw or fade or cut this one into it and i'm going to hit this 155 instead of 148 like you know you can go there and just enjoy yourself and have that welcoming atmosphere as opposed to which i realize that some people you know if you're going to a course or something like that maybe it is a little intimidating if you're really struggling to you know be good at golf which we all struggle to be good at golf i've played golf my whole life i'm still trying to be good at it you know so i agree anything along the lines of top golf x golf casual social golf i think overall it's that wide net vic it's getting more people into that spider web and in that funnel and interested in the sport yeah get them out there that's right well hey we're so glad you're helping everybody in michigan think about golf and helping us get out there. And Mike, we're glad you're here. We're glad you tuned in to the Michigan Corners right here on the Michigan Business Network. We're going to pay some bills and come right back. offers a home equity line of credit because frequent watering of your house plants may be recommended now can we get a new roof not so much the rest of the house 
Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Michigan Corners where we found Mike Sullivan, founder and CEO of Making the Turn Marketing and doing a great job of helping us understand Metro Detroit golfers and all that's going on. And so, Mike, as I think about this, one of the reasons why we're excited about this show is trying to promote the concept of events, festivals, all the things that can happen. So whether it's taking your buddies and going on a Michigan tour somewhere to hit your favorite golf courses, or whether it's being a part of a charity, golf outing, whatever it is, we want to encourage people to get out there and get it done and really enjoy Michigan. But you know, when I think about charity golf outing, tell me your thoughts on the value of that to communities, to golf courses, and to organizations, really. Well, and from an industry standpoint, Vic, you know, it's right around $5 billion that's generated annually by golf tournament fundraisers, right around 950,000 events and growing, which is just crazy to think about. So from a pure charity and fundraising standpoint, I think that these outings, of course, they occur all the time. And I think that it's great to get people out there. A couple comments with, you know, first and foremost, I think what's nice about these charity outings is almost all the time they're a scramble and as we just talked about last segment that beginner golfer that casual golfer so to speak what these scramble tournaments allow you to do and for people who might not know what a scramble is everybody hits a ball you select the best one everybody hits from that shot etc it allows everyone to get involved if you're someone who wants to support the charity or who wants to support the company outing and doesn't play golf you can still go there and you can still participate What's going to happen, you're going to hit a putt or you're going to have a nice shot and maybe only have a few of them, but you're going to help the team and contribute to the team. So I like that these charity outings are very welcoming and they're scrambles and they can be a great way to raise a lot of money. I always encourage people to, when you go there, have fun, you know, don't be afraid to donate a little bit. And really what happens is what I've noticed, these charity outings and these corporate outings, so to speak, it really is, Vic, the wedding day for these charities and for these companies. It is their day. It's their big day of the year. And, you know, our company, you know, make the turn. We get asked all the time to consult on golf outings, to help with golf outings, and to really give recommendations on what makes a good, you know, charity golf outing. So that's something we enjoy doing. Well, and tell me about that, because I think there's just different things that come into play. Sometimes I show up at a charity golf outing. And before you know it, you know, I'm not even through the registration. I've already spent another 75 or a hundred bucks. And then I get out on the golf course and I'm spending another three, four hundred dollars, you know, and before you know it, you're like, man, that was a thousand dollar day. That was not what I was planning. And so sometimes charities, I know their goals to make the money, but on the other hand, sometimes you don't want to overdo it where you ring your players out. You want to make sure you give them value for that. Any tips or thoughts on laying out those kind of games and programs? Yeah, I do. And I've talked to a lot of people about this and I recommend and consult on a lot of companies and charities about this very topic. You know, I'm a big proponent, Vic, of the leave your wallet in your car mentality, because what I believe is that a lot of times at these charity outings, and again, we know this, don't even have to preface it. There, there's some great causes out there. This is all for good work, et cetera. But I'm speaking from a user experience perspective and people wanting to you know, maybe they don't want to play six or seven hour rounds. So you want to get the pace of play good. But overall, I do encourage outings, if anything. I think it's better to, quite frankly, have a little bit of a higher entry fee to play in the outing in exchange of nickel and diming people when they get there. I would much rather see an outing have a foursome for 
a thousand dollars and that's going to include lunch and dinner and some beverages and perhaps skins or 50 50 donation i would much rather see just a little higher entry point for people instead of maybe five or six hundred dollars for a foursome but as soon as they get there they're getting hounded for skins or a mulligans or you know every other different thing that they're doing i just think it's better if you have that hey it's going to be a little bit higher to attend and to get into the event but once you're there you know, don't really worry about your wallet because everything's taken care of. That's what I personally believe. And based on, you know, some research and some focus groups and some studies we've done seems to be what the player, the participant would prefer as well, believe it or not. I'll bet you're right. And room for me to be wrong on this one. But I think about a lot of in my corporate world, we used to get invitations just snowing on my office. And a number of times, you know, the company would say, yeah, we're going to be in these 12 outings. And so what we would do is we'd make a corporate purchase to sign up a team, and then we'd fill it all in. Well, again, when the corporate entity is making that purchase, probably a little easier financially to make that higher cost level. And then then again, I think sometimes when you have it at a nice course and you add some nice amenities, some nice gifts, some other things in there, all of a sudden it goes, man, that was a great outing. And then that reflects boldly on your charity, right? Right. Absolutely. And I think that people are happy to pay and happy to support the charity. And I think that it's just, generally speaking, you don't really want to be, you know, I want to use the right word here. You don't want to be hounded or bugged, you know, once you're there to, you know, constantly be buying more 50-50 tickets or constantly be buying more mulligans type thing. So any way, Vic, to kind of have that all-inclusive type rate where, hey, once you shut that car door, you're going to have your drinks covered, you're going to have food covered. Sure, maybe there is, you know, one or two opportunities to maybe participate in a 50-50 or at a silent auction or something like that. But for the most part, it's a really nice feeling and a nice day. If you're doing this outing and once you get there, it is that level of all-inclusiveness. So true. And Mike, so glad you're sharing your thoughts on this. So glad you joined us today and grateful that we have an opportunity. One last segment yet left here on the Michigan Corners. We're going to go pay some bills and we'll be right back. The Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. segment right here on the Michigan Corners where we're so grateful that we cornered Mike Sullivan, the founder and CEO of Making the Turn Marketing. And we've been talking about golf and all the amazing things going on throughout Michigan as it relates to golf. But of course, the Metro Detroit golfers, which is part of what Mike has started and is doing such a great job with bringing the sport and making it such a accessible issue for everybody around. And, you know, one of the things that I think about, you mentioned it's not just Southeast Michigan, although there are some gems 
in the oh, metro yeah. Detroit area in terms of golf courses. But do you have some favorite ones around the state that, that you might call attention to? Yeah, absolutely, Vic. I'll give you a couple different answers here. I mean, as a kid growing up, you know, I think everyone can remember that one course that you really grew up on or learned the game with your dad, so to speak. And, you know, up north, at, up at Gaylord, Mishaway, the Pines was that for me. You know, it's the course that my dad grew up on with it with my grandpa and really the course that my brother and I grew up on with my dad. So, so many memories up there at the Pines and I still go up there every summer and Judy Mason's still the pro up there and she does a great job. And so the Pines would be up there. I think that, you know, locally, Vic, as I've gotten older and really played more, certainly in my 20s, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, Red Run, which is right around the corner from me in Royal Oak. It's where I belong. Played there a ton. So that obviously had so many great memories there the past few years. And then one I'll give you, that's a newer course. I had a chance to go there just two years ago when the grand opening with Jack Nicholas and he designed the course. I was out there two weeks ago for the second time. American Dunes out in Grand Haven, where every, you know, round there goes and benefits Folds of Honor in the military. And it really is just one of the most unique golf experiences you will have with the playing of the national anthem and taps and just the military tributes that you see and the soldiers that have fallen before us. It's really just an incredible golf experience at American Dunes. So there's a few of them for you there. Yeah, that's incredible. And of course, I'd have to toss in there treetops is one of our favorites. I love the elevations that you find in that. And of course, treetops, I think, is in Gaylord area. Yep, it is. Yeah, Yeah, Kevin McKinley, Barry Owens. I'm up there every summer as well. They do a great job. Some great courses there. And there's so many courses in that whole Gaylord area. If you want to take a ride, that'd be a great staging point for a weekend outing or a week outing because there's lots of alternatives there. Well, look, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I wonder, look, golf is such a big, wonderful part of your life, Mike. Any memories that'll make us laugh, cry, or smile along the way that you can think of? (laughs) Well, you know, certainly those memories, you know, just on an overall level, you know, growing up and playing with my dad and and whatnot are just tough to beat, really are just on a general level. You know, I think that Vic, I'm 29 years old. I had my first hole-in-one just a few months ago, which was great. So that's a recent one that really just stands out to be able to hit a hole-in-one and walk into that bar after and say, drinks on me. Oh, my. So that's true. You got to buy the drinks when you hit a hole-in-one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So so that was a lot of fun. And Vic, I'm just so fortunate and blessed to be able to have so many great golf experiences. Even the past couple of years, I've had some of the best ones in my life. I had a chance to go to Augusta this year for the Masters. That, of Mm. course, would rank up there for anybody. So just awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, and when you're a terrible golfer like me, but have lived an extraordinary life, I've had some amazing opportunities, whether it's St. Andrews or over on Pebble Beach. And I'll never forget, I forget the hole that tells you how bad it is, but I think it's hole number seven that's out on the water on Pebble Beach. Right. And the wind was blowing so hard, you literally had to face the ocean and blast the ball as hard as you could, hoping it would come back on land. And just amazing scenery with a really bad golfer. So I never got any better, but I tell you what, I always have had an enjoyment of golf and just absolutely love it. And I love what you're doing, Mike. I think it's just the way you're giving to Michigan and making a difference. It's so powerful. But before we run out of time, I want to make sure I understand all the good things that are going on with Make the Turn Marketing. Tell me quickly about what's going on there and how you can help others. Yeah, thank you, Vic. Absolutely. So, you know, Make the Turn Marketing is our company here. And of course, there's a lot of synergy with golf. The the name Make the Turn, of course, that's a golf term as well. And look, we are fortunate to work with a lot of golf courses and a lot of golf industry partners, of course, but we really work with a lot of other companies as well. I kind of say we're industry agnostic, so to speak, where we really are able to work with a lot of different companies. And I love that to learn different industries. So, We either come in, our firm does, we have eight people, and we do one of two things. Either number one, we become the marketing team for a lot of small businesses in Michigan, or number two, 
we complement and fill a hole that a current marketing team maybe needs some assistance with. So helping companies get better online, grow online, that's been even more so important since COVID has been really fulfilling. And I'm just so proud of what our team's able to do, encourage people to check out maketheturn.com. And that's really just what we specialize in. How can we potentially lend a hand? And we love having discussions with all sorts of Michigan businesses about ways that we can potentially come in and just lend a hand and give you some marketing help, whether that's with social media, whether that's with your website, whether that's with content production. It really is a lot of fun. Well, Mike, you are extraordinary. I couldn't be more sincere, and I can just assure you, if you're impressed with what you've heard from Mike, he's even more impressive in person because the guy is just absolutely real. And Mike, thank you so much for all you're doing for golf in Michigan and for all you're doing to help people move forward and make the turn, as they say. So, Mike, just thank you. Well, thank you, Vic. Now, appreciate all you do for Michigan business as well. And I love listening to your show every week and just, you know, really just awesome to see how much great things golf and otherwise are going on in our state. So thank you. So true. Well, we're so glad for Mike. So glad you tuned into Michigan Corners and so glad you found Michigan Business Network as part of your home as we bring you all the great stories in Michigan. Next time, we'll see you around the corner. Take care. Michigan.